yeah. people are gonna be like, that's not cool. But cool to <laughs> no, me. No, no, but like cool, like like cool. Like, yeah, you know, like this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fucking cool, brother. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome back to the Cloud Machine Podcast. My name is Matt Landry, and in this 45th episode, I'm here with Shay Holt. Throughout the podcast, we discuss Shay's journey through clothes, influences, and current trends. Styling for the stage versus for photo versus for video. And much more. We also play the Dream Fest game. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the club. You like that pause? Yeah. <laughs> It was good. Um, for those who are new to the podcast, Cloud Machine is about the music industry and its stakeholders, meaning everybody that works in it, lives it, loves it, surrounds it. Our goal is to shine a light on roles, people, and realities of the music industry that are often forgotten or taken for granted. Whether you're someone that's, you know, dreaming about making a move in the industry, have some songs recorded and don't know what to do with them, or just a listener that wants to learn more, you're at the right place. This week, I have the immense pleasure of, working, of welcoming friend Shay. Holt, to the podcast, I know primarily through the music community in Toronto, um, we're friends. We're friends. We're friends. Yeah. Uh, bands like, uh, she's worked with bands like uh, Beaches, Arkells, uh, Valley. Uh, I know her primarily through the Valley Circle in, in, in the city. Um, and before we even begin, I would like to uh, probably just sort of talk about the room that we're in right now. We're in the new 8th studio uh which is a yes <laughs> um a yes for those um for those listening to the podcast uh, we're 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 uh we're in the new 8 studio and um there's going to be a lot more news on that coming coming soon but um hi Shay hi <laughs> thanks for having me in the new studio <laughs> yeah thank you very much for coming uh it's uh, we're overdue, I think. I think so. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> um, first question: Your favorite live experience as a fan mm. going to a show? Mm. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I'm very lucky because I grew up in a house where my dad loved going to see live shows, mm, yeah. like. All, all the time, I'm, and I'm lucky. I've seen, like, honestly, everybody I could have wanted to see. Well, yeah. But I always go back to the first time that I saw the Rolling Stones. Like, any time anybody asks me about, like, a show that sticks out for me, that's always the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, where I... Where was that? Where? Yeah. It, ACC at the time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Scotiabank yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But... I, I, it had honestly been my dream since I was however old. Like, I was always obsessed with Mick Jagger. My dad loved the Rolling Stones. And, yeah, I went when I was 17. And, oh, my, like, I cried and cried the whole show. <laughs> like, the whole show, the yeah. whole set, I was crying. Wow. Um, and it was just as, as good as I had wanted it to be, right? Like, it's yeah, what, yeah. It, you get your hopes so high. And it was just a life changing experience and they open with get off my cloud and it was just <laughs> i was just gonna ask about the first song that they played because <laughs> yeah. that's always like a like yeah a, well and it was just a like, moment when it when a band has such a catalog it's like what are they gonna open <laughs> yeah, with yeah, right exactly. so yeah, yeah they open with that and with that honestly the second time i saw the rolling stones 
it was pretty pivotal for me because the beaches opened for them. That's right. Yeah. That's so saying. that was also like a very cool experience as well. And that was when the first time that I was introduced to the beaches. And oh my gosh. Okay. As a fan. Whoa. And yeah, it was at Burles Creek. That yes. Show, yeah, 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 yeah. In Orvidante. And yeah, my dad was like, there's this really cool band opening. They're a girl rock band from Toronto called The Beaches. And I was like, no way. And yeah. <laughs> obviously like killed it yeah. and yeah that was the first time that i had ever heard of them or seen them and of course just everything and the yeah. way everything has panned out has been so great i'm thinking about the rolling stones they've been a band for like over like 55 years now yeah. or close to 60 years i think that when i saw them that first show that was their 50th anniversary <laughs> show oh my gosh. yeah yeah oh my gosh it's insane and like you're saying like they have to pick from this catalog yeah insane. and it's like Anyway. And it's a it's an amazing experience, right? Because you go to a show like that and you know every song. Yes. Which is so wonderful. Yeah. Right. It's and you it's just like you have so much fun. Hit after hit. Yeah. Totally. Um second one, which is a new one that I've I haven't asked, mm. sort of, but not in this context. Is yeah. there a project that, that you've contributed to so far yeah. that would best represent your work? Yeah, that's a really great question. Yeah, that's a great question. But, um, I mean, kind of a, a segue, honestly. But yeah. I would say definitely the work that best represents me is the recent work with the beaches. Yeah. And kind of the um, blame my ex era that they're mm -hmm. in right now and just what my role has been in that. I would say best demonstrates kind of my approach and my style and everything for so many reasons yeah honestly um you know first and foremost drawing influence from like rock bands for, yes. which is so which is such a big part of my brand and my passion and what like draws me to working with artists is mm. like rock music and like classic rock music yeah. and taking pieces of that and kind of applying it to the beaches brand has been like so much fun for me, but also just very like reflective of my taste and my approach. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, finding ways to make it like modern and cool and kind of like translate to what they're trying to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think the second, which is a huge thing for me, of course, is working with queer artists. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. And, just being a queer person myself and getting the opportunity to, you know, work with women that I really admire and like dress them in a way that feels like comfortable for them and expressive for them has been so like wonderful and so fulfilling for everybody involved. Right. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. styling takes it. It's, you need a lot of trust. Right. And like, I know just back to the, being queer thing like I know that the girls really trust me to like make them comfortable and yeah, dress, yeah, yeah. dress them in a way that um feels right for them you know totally. and so yeah that being said it's just very like reflective of myself yeah yeah, no, no, it's, and, yeah. Like, and and um, just being on the road with them yeah is it's it's you I, I heard your name a lot oh really just in regards to like uh 
before the show or like, oh my God, sh- like uh, my shoe broke. Shay is gonna be not gonna be happy about this <laughs> or like, oh, man. Or, or like like something like, oh, like um, what outfit are we gonna pick tonight? Oh, well, Shay was saying this about this one. So it's like, yeah, if, if, I felt like you were still present throughout all the shows. Wow. That, I mean, that's a big compliment. Yeah, so no, thank yeah. you for, for telling me that. But yeah, honestly, I, I'm very proud of what has kind of come up the relationship and where yeah. it's taken us. Um, I think over the past year for the beaches, there has been definitely, like for lack of better words, like a rebrand for sure. Yeah. Just in terms of like their music. Oh gosh, everything. Yeah. Everything, right. Yeah. You know, like you, you know firsthand, but um, the music, the artwork, the, the style, like how, how they're dressing. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I think that I've been, yeah, very present for a lot of that. And I've definitely like had a big influence on that aspect. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the feedback has been really good, which <laughs> has good. been great. That's amazing. You know? amazing. And I'm very, I'm super proud of kind of what's come of it. Amazing. Yeah. Brothers don't know this is more of a, and we were talking about it actually before. It, it's it's a music industry, music business pod. I like to talk to other people other than the artists. Mm-hmm. And of course, the beaches were on the past two episodes of, over the past couple of weeks. And if you haven't checked that out, please check that out. It's really, really fun, really chaotic. <laughs> but um, I wanted to come back to a music industry, music business question here mm-hmm. in Erica Badu's quote, um, which is music and music business are two different things. And for you, I'm not going to just say music and music business are two different things. I'm going to say, let's say like art or styling yeah, and like the business of doing it yeah. are just two different things. How are you handling that? Uh, like what you do is like an art form and like the business part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's complicated, right? Because <laughs> like you, the second that you start doing something for money, mm-hmm. like yeah. it, it a lot of the times you kind of like you are distracted from the art. Like you, you are focusing more on the business, like making money, what that looks like, putting yourself out there. Um, and I think that's honestly been very challenging for me and, um, not to pivot back to the beaches, but like the reason that has been such a fulfilling relationship for me is because I'm, I'm able to like have my business and work with them but it is so creatively fulfilling at the same time right you know which is hard to come by Mm -hmm. um but yeah I think in terms of like music versus music business music business is where people like you and I like that's where it intersects with music right exactly yeah. yeah and so like I feel like music business to me and I'm you can correct me if I'm wrong or tell me what you think, but it's a relatively new thing. Oh my gosh. Right? Like, <laughs> and just like arts in general. Yeah, but I just like, I think about, I, to bring it back to, let's say a band like the Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin or whoever, like a band would put out a record. You wouldn't hear for them for two years. Yeah. And then they would come back. Yes. And they'd put out another record and they would tour it. Mm-hmm. And then you wouldn't hear from them, yeah. right? And but like now, there are so many pieces to a puzzle that is like a band, yeah, or yeah. like music business totally. and what that looks like. P- 
people like you and I, like tech stylists. There's just, there's so much more to it. Yeah, and like a campaign now is not just like a record release and a tour and then you go back into the studio and then just write for a year and a half and then do it again. It's like, it's like, especially with artists like the beaches where it's like, okay, their social media has brought them to this level now that they're only sort of getting into now totally and growing so quickly. But that started way before they put out blame Brett totally or blame my ex, the record Yeah, where it's like, this is a constant thing. And even art, like even the biggest artists, like uh, thinking even like a, I don't know, even like a Billie Eilish or something. Yeah. She's still doing stuff like constantly. We're always hearing about her and other other artists like her. Totally. Because they still have to be at the forefront of the attention of their public, totally. of, of their of their fans. Because, yeah, yeah I don't know. If, if the fans, if, there's there are some artists like like a Beyonce or like, like a Radiohead or something that yeah. could not say a word for years or like a Kendrick Lamar <laughs> yeah. or something not say a word for Frank years Ocean. Frank Ocean exactly yeah and probably the be- the best example right now yeah. of not saying a word for years dropping like one post and being like, <laughs> Everybody's like what? Yeah, yeah exactly exactly it's like there's there are artists that are so at the forefront of culture yeah that are allowed to do that yeah. but like one person below one percent below them yeah like the 98, 99% of artists can't do that. No. So they always have to be posting. They always have to be on top of their TikTok game or oh. like st- things like that. Yeah. So it's like a whole thing where you come into play as a stylist where it's like there's so many more, so much, so many more opportunities to work with these people. Totally. Which, which is great. Which is great, right? Yes. Like doing press shoots, music videos, like. Bands need content now. Yes. That's just the way it goes now. Not yeah. ba- I shouldn't say bands, artists, solo artists, whatever that yeah, looks yeah, yeah. like. Yeah. We, the fans need content, and we need to make it. Yeah. yeah. And so you're right. There is there is a lot of opportunity for work, which is wonderful. But I think it puts so much pressure on <laughs> on bands yeah. on artists these days, right? Totally. To be on all the time, to constantly be doing something, to always be working. Yeah. Like that is incredibly stressful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's a different it's a, in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you you I mean you see a lot of bigger artists doing like okay, they're touring like literally like eighteen months. But maybe they're not posting on their own TikTok. No. But you still see bands and artists that are, aren't touring 18 months, but they're posting on their TikTok every day and it's them. Yeah. It's like, it's like your, your days are still full. Right. With stuff. And, but I think that an artist will get to a certain level where they don't have to run their own social media, right? Yes. But it's like, but that's music business. Like there's somebody whose job it is exactly. to do that. Exactly. You yeah. know, and like yeah. the, I think. It's an added expense. Yes. Too. Totally. Yeah. But I think to go back to the question of, just like in terms of music business, like there's so much to it now. There's yeah. so many roles. There's so much you can do now instead of just being an artist, right? That's right. It's not just about, and I think this is wonderful. This is a great conversation because I think this is what your podcast is reflective It's of, exactly about that. Right? It's yes. about like you don't, I mean, this is a good sweat segue because this kind of is my, not my story, but like I always knew that I wanted to, work with artists yes, but I didn't no. necessarily want to be an artist so it's like what does that look like yeah and there's so 
many things that you can be doing now. Yeah. I think the core audience of this podcast is that high school student that doesn't know what they want to do, totally. but they want to work in music. Totally. That's, yeah, amazing. And it's like having these people on every week to talk about their different roles and what they've been through and their experience through these roles. Yeah. But that, that, that these listeners are going to learn more about it. And that's the only way that literally, and especially in, in, in an industry that's so gatekept, like the music industry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. It's like, like for me, I wanted to know, learn more about the music industry mm-hmm. before I started this podcast. Yeah. And I went to music business school. But that's what I was going to say. Even in terms of music, like there's literally programs now. Exactly. On music business, which is yeah. insane. Yeah. And me and my business partner, Nate, yeah. shout out Nate Day. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we went to a music business degree at, at, at TMU. Yeah. And um, there, there, were, there were limited resources on this stuff. Right. Really? Yeah. What did the opportunities look like for you, if any? Yeah. I, I mean, TMU just generally, I think, do a great job with like co-ops oh. and opportunities for their students and doing... Um, Co-op isn't the right word. Internship okay. is the right word. Yeah, um, I like so many mean. things like that. Yeah, um, and especially out of the creative industries program, which is the program we graduated from, you need to do an internship before yeah. you graduate. It's like a part of the the core sort of. I wanted things. to do creative industries. Yes, yeah, we spoke yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to do that. Yeah, so I think they do a great job of of sort of handling that part of it, where it's like experience matters. Yeah, um, that's good though. Yeah. I th- I personally think, and this might be a biased answer, but from from other people in my cohort and my class, what the, the, they've said is that the music industry internships mm-hmm. are often some of the best that 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 are like available out there because oh. they're actually at labels, they're right. actually at uh, publishing firms, they're actually at Live Nation mm-hmm. or like a Universal, like our, my friend Sarah, which you mentioned before. Yeah, uh, we press record on this podcast. She arguably got her job at Live Nation now Budweiser stage through her internship through the through really through TMU basically. Where did you have your internship? Cirque. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So it's like So you got a job out of it then? Oh no, you were working there when you were in school, you said. Yeah. Okay. But but yes. Yeah. Basically, yes. You're, yes. Yeah. Okay. And so many people like uh, my friend Trent Hurst, who's at Universal he had he got he has he's now has a job at Universal through his internship at Universal. That's as well. amazing. So it's like yeah, there were there were opportunities and and, and they've done a great job, but still, mm-hmm. it's those people in music business school that are still only doing let's say music business things like going to like an office job still. Yeah, yeah. While there's so much more. Totally. Um, and, and so much more like hands-on stuff. Right? Exactly. And more creative Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. And people in the creative industries program wanted those hands-on things. Totally. But I didn't get imagine. it. Yeah. But didn't get it. Right. Which is unfortunate because the industry is so hands-on. Right. Even if you work that office job. Yeah. You're still at a show. Yeah. Multiple times a week. Right. Yeah. Which, anyway. Not to get too into it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but. <laughs> um, we're talking about the origin story now. Okay. Give me a lowdown on on where you grew up. I grew up in Mississauga, so just shout out just, Steelheads. Uh, 
Exactly. Oh God. Um, <laughs> oh man. You, yeah, we you and I have covered that. But um, I yeah. So only like literally. I'm like how off how mic, deep how deep do we <laughs> yeah. want to get here? Yeah. Um, just like twenty twenty minutes this way. Yeah. So close. Um, yeah, and then I went to three different high schools, not by choice. Okay. Can I ask you why? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I <laughs> I was, Matt, like a degenerate in high school. Okay, sure. Yeah, I almost flunked out of grade 10. Wow. Because I just didn't, I didn't, uh, I was completely disengaged and just so un- unmotivated by school and um, incredibly unfocused. And just okay. like, uh, and I, it's funny because I wasn't doing anything bad. I just like didn't want to go to school. Like. I would go in the front door and leave out the back door. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just, I didn't, I just didn't really care about school. So what, were then, you, what were you doing? I don't even. During school. I don't know. Like, I was reflecting about this the other day. I was like, what was I doing when I should have been, like, hanging out with my friends, I guess? I don't know. I don't know what I was doing, Matt. Not drugs, <laughs> though. Like, nothing bad. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But, and like, were you going out doing, like. During school hours? Yeah, like, going. I'm to gonna the be, mall or I something? would literally hang out in the school hallway. Oh, Instead yeah. Instead of sure. being in my class, yes. yeah, yeah. I would just One of those. be in the hall One of those. where my teachers could catch me. I don't sure, know. Sure, 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 sure. But that happened. So then I was moved to private school, of course, for okay. grade 11. <laughs> okay. And then I didn't like private school. So then I moved to a different school in grade 12. Um, you're, I think, a year younger than me. 99. Yeah. yeah. So I was in. I was in grade 11 the year that the strike happened, if you, if you remember that. Maybe that was only in my area. Anyway. All yeah, my, probably a school board thing. Totally. All also of my French. So I don't know. There go. might be a They're a bit a more difference. like, they've, they've yeah, gotten yeah, tightened yeah. up over there. Yeah, they're there. like, no more revolutions. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, A history joke for you there. All but. my friends, <laughs> all my friends went to the same school as me in grade 12. Yeah. So that was fine. So it was, it sounds a bit more chaotic than it was, but, um, I, as you know, I, I was a hockey player growing up. That's right. So I, I, that's actually really like kind of where my focus was at the time. Like I was playing seven days a week. Yeah. yeah. It was that intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like all of my time every night, every weekend. That's kind of what I was doing. Um, and then I went to McMaster University for four years. There you go. And like just Bachelor of Arts. And then, yeah, yeah, against all odds, I did go to university. Yeah. So that's good. I saw on your, (laughs) I saw on your LinkedIn that you did sociology. Yeah. Sociology and then like mental health and addiction. That's great. So there, it was like sociology and then a lot of my like electives were mental health and addiction, which was at the time what I wanted to get into. Yeah. Which is interesting. That's kind of, uh. For, like, when I say at the time, it was, like, a blip that I was, like, maybe this is, like, something that I can get into. Right, but, right. Um, it's interesting. I was I was saying this to my mom earlier. It was when I was in my fourth year of university that I was, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Mm. But I know that it has nothing to do with any of this. And I don't even mean, like, necessarily what I was studying. I just mean, like coming out of school, getting a nine to five, like kind of working a regular job. Like it just was not of interest to me. 
to do anything like that. Right. So and, I mean, and your high school experience was sort of <laughs> reflective that. of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Um, but that that is it was when I was in my fourth year of school that it I actually had interest in styling. Yes. Yeah. That, is, that, that was my next question yeah, here. Yeah. So when did it come into play? Well, were you would you have described yourself in high school as a stylish person? I mean, I wouldn't say, like, there are actually people that I think of from high school that I'm like, they were stylish, like, actually stylish, right. what was going on. Sure. But I... Were you I, wearing, like, your Reebok? <laughs> I was wearing my hockey tracksuit to school. Yeah. I'm laughing. No. I, I was stylish, too. We're laughing. Oh, you're making me laugh. That's great. But, um... I cared about what I wore. Sure. I I dressed in the way that was expressive for me and like I would say that I I cared, right? And yeah. I I I wanted to look good and like um stylish maybe a stretch. Like of course I look <laughs> yeah, back sure, at sure. photos from high oh school God. and I'm like oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um yeah, I've always cared about clothes for sure. Okay. And I do have um, the only, only piece of work that I still have from high school, university, anything, I took a fashion course in okay. grade 12. And I still have my fashion, like, uh, sketchbook. Which That's I, great. Which I don't even know, wh- which is funny because I have no idea why I kept it. Mm-hmm. But, of course, now I'm like, oh, this makes sense that I kept it. Yeah, but at yeah, the yeah. time, I, I that was not intentional. Like, it wasn't like, this is what I'm going to do. Right, right, right. This is what I want to get into, but for some reason, I was like, I should probably keep this. Yeah. And Did so you like I the th- class? Was it like a highlight of your day kind of thing? Uh, yeah. I I mean, like, we learned to sew, and, like, we would go on field Great. trips, and, yeah, we went to, like, the shoe museum, like, Bloor, like, Battle Shoe Museum, and, yeah, it was it was definitely of interest for, uh, for me, for sure. I think on, like, kind of silly, but at the time, I cared more about, like, gym class. Yeah, but course, yeah. Um, it was definitely like a <laughs> highlight for sure. Yeah, yeah. For you, mm-hmm. what were your influences? Let's say, let's go back to your fourth year. Yeah. When you're like, okay, this is like, I want to do this. Yeah. I want to. I want to start doing the styling thing. Yeah. Well, actually, before influences, what was that spark? What was like the thing that you saw? What was like the the video that you saw on YouTube? Oh, like for me, it was all that. Yeah. But was there something that you saw yeah. that was like, okay, I want to do that? I mean, yeah, I, there's a lot that I could say about this, but it's honestly the influence from both of my parents. Yeah. Like, first and foremost, my, my the influence from my dad, right? Like, I, as I said, like, I grew up going to so many concerts and I owe so much to my dad for instilling this love and respect and just like obsession with music that yeah. is such a honestly huge part of who I am this love well I should like rock music honestly like yeah, classic yeah, yeah. rock music that's where my love lies yeah. <laughs> um but it, it, without that influence like I wouldn't have like the knowledge that I have on on music or my love for it like that was such a huge part of my upbringing mm-hmm. which definitely of course sparked my interest in like I would love to be a part of this in some way right like going to a live show 
and being like, oh my gosh, like however I can have a piece of this, yeah. like I, I, that's all I want, right? And then my mom is so incredibly like inherently trendy, right? My mom is. I've heard about her. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of her. I mean, you follow me on Only Instagram. Good yeah, you follow me on Instagram, and yeah, I post yes, her frequently. Yes, of course, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. my mom is so talented with clothing. So naturally, honestly, yeah. my mom is. She and not in a way that she tries to dress too young or like anything like that. Yeah, yeah. She's so talented. Mm-hmm. Like my mom has such a way with clothes and it what are you laughing that you say you've heard of no, her no no i uh please please finish i have a story after okay i'm excited to hear it but she i definitely get this part of me from my mom right. just like my love for clothes my love for fashion aesthetic like that is completely from my mom mm-hmm. and i think just between those two things like my dad's love for music, my mom's love for clothes. Right. Like it's A plus B equals C. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. W- the, it's only, it makes sense that like this is what I'm doing mm-hmm. because these, are, yeah. those are the things that I love and that's what I, you grew up what with. my parents love. Yeah. And so now I'm doing this, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's cool because uh, honestly, like it it's cool for everybody involved. You know, like my mom it has such interest in like, what I'm doing, like the clothes that I'm getting, yeah, who yeah, I'm yeah. working with, right? It's it's totally. cool. And just like sharing the experience of like going to the Rolling Stones with my dad, the beaches are playing. Now I work with the beach. It's so, it's so full circle. Yeah. And it's so that it's definitely like the influence is directly from my parents. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. What I was about to mention <laughs> is that on tour, yeah. um, I, I don't remember exactly who, who it was. I think it was Jordan mm-hmm. who came out of the green room at some point and, uh, Leandra said, oh, hey, you look like Shea Holt's mom. What? <laughs> wearing, I, I, if, if, <laughs> if I remember. Now I need to know what she's wearing. I, if I remember correctly, it was like a, it was like a, this sort of like one piece vibe with like a, uh, with a bandana or something. I, I, I probably I, misquoted that. I can't that. recall a time my mom has worn a one piece and a bandana. No, I don't think it was a one piece thing. What did Jordan wear? I'm like, I, Matt, I know what Jordan wear on tour. I know. Is it the, no, it wasn't the black dress. No, but it was all black with a black, black bandana thing. But I don't think it was a show fit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a compliment. For it, no, everyone, it was. It was. For everyone. It totally was. If Jordan looks like Steph Holt, good for her. <laughs> if Steph Holt looks like Jordan... Good for her. Yeah. Everyone's winning in that situation. (laughs) Everybody's winning. All right. (laughs) When did things change for you professionally? Let's say out of fourth year. Okay, you're out you're out of high you're out of school. Yeah. What was what was that first thing though? Because I know you started assisting. Yeah, there's oh yeah, there's a lot to say about that. Yeah, yeah, and I we I have a bunch of things. That's sort of my topic too here. Yeah, like starting in the industry. Yeah, but was there something in fourth year again that was like? Well, so what's funny is that of course this all boils down to like music and how I wanted to work with artists, blah blah blah. But yeah. when I was in fourth year, I 
remember I said to my dad, I was like, I want to dress sports broadcasters on TV. <laughs> Which is hilarious because, like, what is that? Business wear? <laughs> suits every suits? day. Yeah, 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 Like, but I think at the time I didn't even really know that styling was a job. I didn't even really know that was, like, a career. And, like, knowing yeah. what I know now, I'm like, nobody's full-time job is dressing somebody on Sportsnet. I mean, well, maybe. it is. It definitely is. You think in-house strictly at Sportsnet? Maybe. Yeah, they maybe have yeah, somebody. Totally. Yeah, totally. Because they have different suits every day. And, like, yeah. I, 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 I just, I mean, they probably have people, like, personally, like, all those hockey players, they probably have somebody outside that gets them all their suits. But I don't know if it's one person at Sportsnet. But anyway. Oh, well, 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 somebody at Sportsnet definitely has something to say about, like, the cohesiveness the, and how it all looks. No, but, like, the people that are broadcasting, for sure. Yeah, totally. And, like, uh, a friend who's on, Maya Malkin. Do you know Maya? No. I have to get you connected. Okay. But uh, she was doing styling for, I believe, I might be misquoting again, uh, I believe E-Talk. And Amazing. They, they have, like, every day they have, like, oh, like they're buying every week oh, and stuff. I've always been so interested in yeah. the process for E-Talk. The full-time job is, like, going to stores every day and just, like, styling for the week for the next week and stuff. To- I know that for sure. phenomenal as a job. I know for sure E-Talk has somebody... In house because yeah, I yeah. knew that like the outfits yeah. are so extravagant. It's somebody's full time job to yeah, do yeah. that. I I'm I was curious about it because do you know Shannon Shannon Burns, my friend client? You the, know who the, that is. I know who it is. Yeah. yeah. So I have styled her for uh, not e talk but the social, which is yes. on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I know like all the women on there, they are, are all very like extravagantly dressed. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. It, anyway, it actually might have been that. Now that you say that. It might have been that show. Oh, the social. I know that they for sure have somebody yeah, that yeah. they use. It might have. It, it, that Your friend does that? She used to assist the person. It might have been Shannon. I understand. It might have been Shannon, actually. I don't know. No, Shannon, I sty- I dressed her for okay, the social. Okay, I thought Shannon was no, working on. Okay. She was on the social as a speaking on the show. Right, 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 right. right. Anyway. Anyway. We're, we're really going off here. We're, but we're in. I wanted to dress. Anyway, so the story is. The story is. You want to dress like Ron McLean? Literally. Like, who else is on there? Uh, well, Don, but he's gone. Gone. Yeah, yeah. Whoever, like, Cassie Campbell. Sure, 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 uh, sure. Tessa Bonome. Like, yeah. these are all women. But Shout he, out Tessa. To- Sudbury you know her, Sudbury. Yeah, yeah, I know her. I know her, too. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know her, but. Yeah. <laughs> Sudbury, though, yeah. yeah. Um, then I came out of school. I was working retail. Yes. Um, and then... Out of school, I I was still working my retail job, and then I got a different job. And honestly, the story is, and this is a very like integral part of the story. Um, I started dating Kara. Right. Yeah. So I start dating Kara. That gets me I'll, every time. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> What's I'm I'm wondering about the other buttons, but I start dating Kara, and honestly, like. I think the perception is that Kara has, you know, like opened so many doors for me, which of course she has like mm-hmm. dating somebody. I've, I've been introduced to so many people uh, with her being in the industry and things of that nature. But what has been the biggest piece for me was dating somebody who was like, you can do anything you want to do. Yes. Like it was yeah. Kara who was like, quit your job. Kara was like, you need to quit your job. If you are, tw- I was 23 at the time. Yeah. She was like, 
you are 23. You're not, you're not getting any younger as I'm <laughs> so young, but she was like, you have to quit your job yeah. you gotta do and it you have to do it. And yeah, I didn't have anybody in my family that, um, is a freelancer or a creative. Sure. So it's I, a whole different mindset. Totally. And yeah, I, yeah. I didn't really have any like, uh, role models or anybody that I could have like asked for advice or anything of that nature. Um, so yeah, Kara was like, you have to quit your job. And so it's amazing. Um, I, I didn't quit my job. I started stuck. I did. No, you know, it's hard to quit your job. Like right away. Of course. Did you know that my first job was with the accents? No. Rich and Matisse. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. That that's, was the that's first, great. Yeah. That's fantastic. That was the first job that I ever did. Um, and so honestly, after that first job, I don't know. I don't even really know how that came about. Like, I was kind of like lying to people, saying that I was a stylist. No, that's great. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was <laughs> lying. Yeah, really, yeah. And and you have to. Yeah, and I was. Beginning. I was saying like, oh, I'm a stylist. If you need anybody, if you know anyone, like, I'm a stylist. So, and I don't know if I had messaged them or they had messaged me, but that happened. Mm-hmm. And after that first job, honestly, like it, everything just snowballed, and I, I never looked back. Right, and so. What happened was I was working, I was styling and assisting, um, and this was in February. February. Of 2021. Okay. Yeah, 2021. And I said, I'm going to quit my job by August. I'm, which is, a, even like now is crazy to, to be completely financially independent after only like seven months of freelancing. Like that was a pretty like outrageous goal. Yeah. And so I said, I'm going to quit my job by August. And I got fired in June. <laughs> and then I, I, I just, I never looked back. Yeah. And that's kind of when my freelance career started. There you go. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, what did you learn from your first experiences in the industry, whether it be with the accents or yeah. assisting or things like that? Yeah. I mean, working on the accents job. It, that was my first time ever being on a set anything. Sure. And I remember going home being like, <laughs> I have found it. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, my, literally my life changed after that first job. Like I. It's fantastic. It was so, such like a, like liberating is the only word I can think of. Like mm-hmm. that I went home to Karen. I was like, I like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Right. Which is insane. Um, and just in terms of things that I've learned, like a, something that is so important to me and something that I will just like always speak about in terms of my career and just, I think just like entrepreneurship in general is mentorship and how important that is. Totally. And, um, I owe a lot of my knowledge and my confidence to the mentors that I've had around me. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, just to name a couple, uh, do you know Shira? I don't know Shira. Shira's an amazing stylist in Toronto, an amazing friend of mine, but somebody, I mean, kind of to go back to my origin story, when I was lying, um, I was DMing so many people on Instagram being like, if you need an assistant, totally. let me know. If you want to go for yeah. coffee, let me know. And Shira, me a complete stranger, Shira was like, 
okay, yeah, let's go out for coffee. And we met and we, we gelled and she kind of like took me under her wing, but Shira has taught me honestly everything that I know. Yeah. Really. Like it's great. I was working under her and, um, yeah, I, I, she's just such a, a wonderful role model friend. So professional. Can't speak highly enough about her. She gets so awkward when I talk about her. So she's going to, like, whenever I try to offer her a compliment, she's like, you're weird. So I know if she listens to this, she's going to be like, okay, reel it in. But, like, honestly, having a mentor is, like, so wonderful. Yeah. For everyone. For them, for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I owe a lot to her. Are there any mistakes early on that you're – comfortable sharing again I'm, I'm i'm thinking about like the listener that wants to sort of yeah. learn more about you know styling and just fashion and especially the, the intersectionality of yeah. fashion and music as well um any like any things that happen early on that you remember and you're comfortable sharing about that you learned from as well yeah i mean <laughs> no matt i've made no mistakes no ever mistakes. um yeah um i would say to put an umbrella on it, yeah. Uh, the biggest mistake that I have made is being too emotional. Okay. Because I think the word that we should highlight here is business. Like, this is business. Right. And I think that when you're working in a creative field, like, it's very personal, right? And it's very emotional and it's very intense and it's... Uh, very like intimate and there's just it, it lines get blurred a lot I feel like you a hundred percent yeah right yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Totally. you know that I'm sure you know that and just being too sensitive and and taking things so personally yeah and l- leading with emotion when I should have been leading with leadership right and like um yeah I think that I, if I could go back, there's like a lot of things that I would do over at the, the beginning of my career, but sure. that's, I think, um, what happens when yeah. you're starting, uh, you know, yeah, you totally. learn and, and you can only move forward and yeah. yeah. And it's hard because sometimes you want to lead with emotion because you've developed a friendship with these people. And you care. Exactly. Right? Like you care. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm in that boat. Yeah. And it's, it's so challenging because you care so much um but it's a business exactly you know yeah Yeah. and and i think that i need to remind myself of that frequently yeah yeah even when it just like it's hard for me just i don't know a, a good example i can use is the beach is like i want to be so close to them and like have and i do have of course like great friendships friendships with them they're some of my closest friends yeah but uh, there needs to be, of course, like a, a line of professionalism. Totally. Always. Going back in the same vein, mm-hmm. um, what are things that you thought you knew when you started that now are like completely different <laughs> or like things that you thought you knew but are completely different than what, what is the reality? Like you thought it was it was like this, but it was actually like that. I mean... I think just, like, the scope of the job in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that when people think stylists, they're yeah. just like, oh, you're dressing people. 
but it's like there's so much more to the job yeah, than just answer. that. Yep. It's like <laughs> I'm surprised how much of my job I'm sitting at a computer, honestly. Right. I'm how much of the job is research, how much of the job is outreach, how mm-hmm. much of the job is like finances, right? Like I just I think that my uh yeah, my idea of the job was much smaller than how how broad it actually is. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Um and I think just also just how to actually like facilitate doing the job yeah. is also just like different than what I what I thought it would be. Totally. Yeah. It's like for me I relate to it as like being on the road or doing anything like from a music perspective. Let's say you're on a tour bus or you're on the road, you're in a van. Mm-hmm. You play if you're opening for somebody, sometimes you're only playing thirty minutes. Yeah. Um it's literally 30 minutes of a 24-hour day that you're on, on the stage. Oh. There's so much more things to do. Uh, and it just, it's, it's t- to say that somebody's performing on stage and that's all they do is just so, so wrong. Yeah. But that is the perception from the outside. Totally. And it's the same thing in styling. Yeah. It's like, oh, Shay did this, this is a photo shoot. Oh, it was fun. It was like a, <laughs> it was like a thing that happened. She yeah. went to the store. And, and honestly, some, some, somebody might not even think about the process of getting that clothes. No. Which is a whole other thing. Oh, man. You don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, no, totally. Anyway. Yeah. I just, I think that, yeah, and that's why it's important to like, yeah, even just assisting. Right, exactly, like getting yeah. experience and like you know working under people and having a better understanding of like what this actually entails. Yeah, was was really important. Totally. Yeah. What is what are some of the things that you're looking forward to learning more about? Yeah. Or still learning. Yeah. These are all new questions on the pod. Yeah. Here, but no, that, they're great questions. Um, I mean, we talk a lot about working with artists. Yeah. And through just my experience and the knowledge that I've been gaining in in different jobs that I've been on, I now have come to realize that I would like to go more into, as well as working with artists, more into, like, uh, fashion editorial styling. Okay. Yeah. So think just, like, magazines, like, things of that nature, totally. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to motion. Right. Um, and I'm I'm really inspired by that recently, and I'm really looking forward to learning more about that and what that looks like because it is a completely different process when it comes to working with like high fashion brands and and things like totally. that it's yeah. it's completely different because when i'm working with like bands and artists i mean I shouldn't say we're not because the last beach shoot we did, we actually used Acme Studios, which was like huge. Like yeah. they sent it to me from Paris and I was like, oh my God. But like usually when you're working with a band, it's a lot of vintage. It's a lot, you know, like yeah, yeah. local, which totally. is cool because yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun to like showcase local artists and things like that. But it is a completely different process. So I'm looking forward to gaining more knowledge on what, on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a whole other thing. Totally. It's oh, a completely man. different, completely, like, fashion and editorial is completely different than artist styling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In, in every way, really. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I have so many things like that on my end, and it opens your world, and it's daunting. Yeah. Of it's course. daunting. Of course. 
but it's also exciting, right? It's like, very exciting it's too. Like <laughs> you you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So exactly. it's like there's so I just think it's so exciting to like learn and be excited by something. Every like editorial shoot that I'm on, I'm so inspired. Yeah. Like I leave being like, I can't believe this is my job. Like this is so fun. And I just I look forward to having more experiences like those and, yeah. and learning as much as I can. It's fantastic. Yeah. You mentioned it previously in, in regards to assisting. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the main differences that you've seen between assisting and being the main stylist on a gig? Yeah. I mean, honestly, the main difference is the just the creative liberty yeah. that you have of course. when you're on a shoot. Sure. Right? Like the assistant is there to help facilitate and execute the key stylist vision whatever that looks like. And and a lot of the time, the assistant is doing a lot more work than the key stylist. Like the key stylist is kind of just there being like, yes, no, like this, that. Like the assistant is the one who's out doing the polls, coordinating the polls, the one that's like actually out in the field getting the work done. And the, the key stylist is just like, this is all. This is also like job dependent and like stylist of dependent. Course, yeah. a lo- of some people are a lot more hands on. It just really depends like who you're working with. But it does just boil down to like creative liberty. Like the key stylist is the one who's saying like yeah or nay. Yeah. You know? At the and end. Like, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the and the assistant is you. A, the one doing like a lot of the physical labor. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the, like Packing the hard everything work. up. Putting it all away. Yeah. 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 And so it's still fun. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's the creative part and they kind of have the final say. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any tips for people who'd want to get into it? Even just assisting. Yeah. um, You you, you said, and, you know, a lot of people have been saying this about so many roles Mm -hmm. uh, in, in the industry. DMing, going out for coffee, doing those things, yeah. doing those those meetups. Those things are very important. Do you have tips for people who are just trying to get into it? Maybe even out of high school, in university, yeah. college, where, wherever they are in life. And especially if they also just want to do a career pivot. That's yeah. a whole other core audience too. Where it's like, oh, they're interested in fashion and in styling. They want to do it. What would you say to them? Yeah, I think that you you just need to put yourself out there. Yeah. You need to not be nervous, which is a really hard thing to do. It is so hard, and I'm not minimizing that. But, like, when I wanted to get into it, I had to just, like, put my ego aside and be like, I'm going to shamelessly DM everybody and see where it gets me. Yeah. You know? And I think that's also, it's just, like, the power of the internet. Like, things are so accessible now. People are so accessible, which is, like, maybe a good thing or a bad thing. But... Um, you have to just put yourself out there yeah. and you have to be willing to take a risk, which is, which is something that I actually kind of wanted to touch on just because you, being a freelancer, it is a risk, you know, it, it's your, I'm very fortunate that I have had a support circle around me, like yeah. my family that had, let me not let me take this risk but like were were there to support me if i needed it yeah you know and they were like if this like you can move home like because it's such a risk taking a chance on your career and like 
quitting your job and, and doing this, following your dream, you know? And yeah. so uh, I'm just, I'm very grateful for my family and their willingness to like let me chase my dreams and like make it a reality. But back to the question. Um, yeah, you you have to just put yourself out there. Yeah, really. That's that's the only advice that I could give because that's what I that's what I did. That yeah, was yeah, my yeah. that was my course of action. I just one day was like, well, I'm just gonna do this and see what happens. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And were there things that you did early on, even while assisting or something like that, that you'd do again if you if you restart? Are there things like are there tips there that you could yeah you touch on quickly in regards to Things to do or things not to do. Do you mean even on set, like actual sure. things? Sure, yeah. I I think I was actually having a conversation with somebody recently about this, but I think a, a lot of it is just like using common sense. Like especially when you're on a set, it's just like kind of knowing you, I mean, I guess you need experience. This is a bad answer. Can you edit this? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It is great. Um, Just like... You just, you need to get on set a couple times to like understand the flow of things and like what the way things are. And then once you get it, it's just like a rhythm, you know, you understand the flow of the day and like how that goes. Uh, Sorry to cut you you off there, but the project is often different and is what drives me a lot of the time when I'm going on a new set or going on working with a new artist. Yeah. But the process is almost always very similar. Yes, totally. This is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Like there is a method. Yeah, right? there's a method there's to the, the madness. Totally. And there is um, like a formula. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. It's like there there is a process. And I think it's just like you ha- you do it once, do it a couple times, and you'll kind of like get the swing of things. I think it's just like getting out there and getting the experience. Yeah. You know? Totally. Which is the hard part, which is where it comes to like putting yourself out there. Yeah, the first step is the hardest. It it is, honestly. <laughs> it is. Putting yourself out there is the hardest part. And we're back, everybody. <laughs> Thoughts? Love. Okay. Love. We're just talking about how people some people like the vinyl vinyl scratch back in and people don't. Some people don't. Who, who doesn't? I'm thinking about specifically Katie Tupper. We have a beef on that. Oh, really? Okay. I'll, I'll let <laughs> you not, guys settle it's that. that. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that serious. <laughs> it's just a callback to a, a previous episode, which, again, if you haven't listened to it, you got to listen to it. Yeah. Um, yeah? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I vote yes. Perfect. There's a tally. We should, we should put it up here. Yes. Um, we're here with Shay Holt here, everybody. It's the 45th episode. Um, which, it, by the way, is a milestone. It's a big one. Um, we're talking about styling in the music industry um, and other things, too. Yeah. Just talking about Mississauga. Moms. <laughs> moms. We love moms. Yes. Shout out Lynn. And uh, Steph. And Steph, of course. <laughs> Shout out Steph. And Lynn. Duh. Duh. <laughs> she listens to every episode. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. She'll definitely DM you. Really? Oh yeah. Oh my! Yay. She'll tag you and yay. stuff. Oh no, no, it's gonna be it's to gonna it. be a big thing. Yay. Um, we're talking about styling. Yes. How do you typically begin the creative process for a project? Let's say you get a DM, you get an email. Mm-hmm. By the way, great site. My website. Your website is sick. Thank you. I checked it out. Oh, thanks. Um, 
It's shayhole.com, by the way. Let's say you get an email, you get a DM. You're like, okay, this person's interested in my work. Where do you go from there? Yeah. Um, I I mean, first I inquire about the job, like what they're sure. what they're looking to get. Yeah. You know, what they what the scope of the job is, what what the project is. Um, and then I mean, kind of as I had alluded to earlier, so much of the job is research. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody reaches out to me, say that I don't know, I will look at what they usually wear, like kind of what their image is, what their brand is, what kind of what the target is really. Um, So I'll oftentimes look into them, even when, I mean, I should stop talking about the beaches, but like even when I started working with them, it was like I looked so much at their history and like what they usually wear, historically what they've worn, what does that look like? So um, I'll start off by looking at the client themselves before I kind of like start looking elsewhere. I'll, I'll look at them and then... I will kind of start researching, you know, where I should do my pulls from based on the job itself. Right. Because different jobs uh, need different things. Totally. So, um, yeah. And then I'll start researching that. And then I'll put together some sort of mood board, send it to them. And and honestly, it's less for them and more so myself, kind Mm -hmm. of like keeping me on track and kind of what the vision is. It's more beneficial for me than it is for them but it's nice for them to know like i i understand what you you need totally right and you're pitching to yeah, almost to them totally like yeah, yeah. this is what i'm thinking here's where i'm going what totally. do you think yeah and of course and then with that there's like feedback back and forth and then um it's doing my polls doing the job wrapping up the polls <laughs> <laughs> sending them back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. How do you choose, let's say, okay, so let's say you, you, you got the DM, you, you, you do your research. Mm-hmm. How do you choose, like, the aesthetic that you're going to go for or the tone that, like, would best complement that artist if they're trying to go into, like, a new direction, let's say, with their, their stuff? Like, are you looking at, like, bands that they sort of like or bands that sound like them yeah. sort of in their style? What are you what are you looking for there? And, and is there a method to doing it? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, a big thing that I do ask people is like, who are you influenced by? Sure. Like who, who are some of your references? Who, who do you like? Who do, who does your style kind of resemble? That's right. a big thing to ask because that'll give you an understanding of like, oh, this is where we're trying to go. Right. Right. And if, if the client doesn't have a history, that person probably would have a history. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, And then I think the awesome thing about styling and it, it is about, like personal taste, right? Yeah. So like I think a lot of times when it comes to working with a stylist, people will ask you because they want your style. Sure. Right? And yes. they'll want yeah. your take on it. They'll be like, this is our vision, but like let's we want you to execute it in in the way that you would. You know, right? right? Because that's the thing. It's like st- stylists all have different styles. That's what it is, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's like you can cater to a client, you can, but I think what I'm trying to say is like the same client could give 10 stylists the same job and everybody's going to execute it differently. Sure. Right? Yeah. With yeah, their yeah. own lens on things. Totally, yeah. So, I mean, I think in terms of like how do you choose the aesthetic in 
and the tone, it's like I I will hear what they want mm-hmm. and then execute it in the way that I feel. Right. Yeah, is yeah best. of course. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that was a big thing for the beaches. Like they came to me, this was at the beginning of this era, and they came to me and they were like, this is what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. This is the direction we want to go. And then I took it from there and I was like, say no more. I get you. I understand what we're trying to do here. I went to them with the mood boards. I went to them with my inspiration, what I'm thinking, what I would do. And then you take it from there. Totally. You know? Yeah. You ask your clients what their what their influences are. Yeah. What are your influences when it comes to, you know, fashion, styling? Is yeah. it is it those Sportsnet announcers? <laughs> is it no? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe even some of what your what your mom's done yeah. as well, or so like things like that. Yeah, like, like where, where do I find my inspiration? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, so much of my inspiration comes from like seventies and eighties music. Sure. Like, um, I a lot of a lot of my references like for my last jobs that I've been doing have been like The Who, Iggy Pop, um, Led Zeppelin, The Clash. Like I was finding all the Runaways, um, Blondie. Like those are all artists that I'm incredibly inspired by in their style. And um, I like to take a more like traditional approach to, not traditional, but like more more classic like when i think what's cool like that's what i think of honestly i think of like denim and converse and like leather and and yeah definitely more vintage but like that is that those are the the clothes and the pieces and the era that i see that i'm definitely like that's cool that's what i'm inspired by this is how i want people to look (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. you know Yeah. So I mean like yeah, I was even on Spotify like I was look I was listening to whatever and like I was listening to a Clash song and I saw their record cover and it was like the five of them just like standing in like <laughs> ringer tees and like cool leather jackets but I was like that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. that is inspiring and totally. like timeless. That's a big thing for me. Timeless. Timeless. Yeah. And it it will always be cool. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Over the past couple of uh sort of episodes um, we talked about taste. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Everybody's got taste. It's just what your taste exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm going, I I don't even know where I'm going with this question, but yeah. taste is, is so defined by what you think is cool. To- that's exactly. And I think that that is, that completely goes back to what I'm saying about, saying about working with different stylists. Like, because yeah. people think different things are cool. Yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. And it's what you grew up with. Totally. No, most of the time, it's like the thing that you think is cool is what you thought was cool in like high school. Oh my, oh, Leandra is wearing Ray-Ban Wayfarers, which are obviously like <laughs> yeah. very trendy right now. Like Maddie Healy's wearing them, blah, blah, blah. But I have photos of me in grade five on the <laughs> yeah, beach yeah. wearing a Rolling Stones football jersey in Ray-Ban Wayfarers and I sent that to her and I'm like this is you this is you now (laughs) is it red yes (laughs) the jersey's red but I think that is so true what you said like 
I thought it was cool then, and I still think it's cool yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, and it is. It all. It is all about taste. But I think that like the things that I enjoy putting people in are like very traditionally cool. You know, You're like rock cool. Yeah, rock cool. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. People yeah. are gonna be like, "That's not cool." But like, cool to <laughs> no, me. No, no, but like cool, like. <laughs> Like cool, like, yeah, you like, know, this. like yeah. <laughs> fucking cool, brother. <laughs> I need to use a better describing word than cool. Like, what's something else we can use? I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. What's rock and roll? Yeah, it is. It, it is, is rock and roll. There so is. maybe that is that is my inspiration. <laughs> that is where I draw a lot of my inspiration. Can you take? <laughs> can you take us through a day day to day? Uh yeah. Of rocking. Of rocking, yeah. Well that that is my day to day. But um uh I mean a, a job essentially consists of prep days, shoot days, and wrap days. That's the kind of e- the easiest formula you can boil it down to. Yeah. Like you'll be prepping for a job, whatever that looks like. You'll be on the shoot, whatever that looks like, video, sh- photo, whatever. And then you'll wrap the job. So uh, prep day consists of sending emails, doing re- doing so much research, um, sending emails, going out, picking your clothes, um, doing a fitting if the job allows for it, time permitting, um, and then doing the shoot, kind of navigating the shoot, pivoting if needed, and then... Um, yeah, returning the clothes. Honestly, the wrap days are kind of the most, like, uh, just, like, the, I would argue, like, the least, just the least enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, right. The less rock. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. They the rock less. Rock less. And ro- they rock a little less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, like, the day-to-day. Yeah. To make it, Dang. to put it in, like, simple Yeah, very simple terms. terms. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, is there, a, is there a time, not a time of day, um, but is there something that you do like on a daily sort of maybe weekly basis that you love? Like that's the thing I, that you love about the process. There's like one thing that you love about the process. It's this. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that I love about the process is the inspiration. And I think that happens like so frequently for me. Like I, I just, yes, u- like using Pinterest, I'm on Pinterest. This, I mean, this kind of answers your question. I'm on Pinterest every day. We love a pin. We love a pin. I love a board. I love making my <laughs> boards. <laughs> yeah. But I I just really spat story. No, it's fine. Um, I do clean the mics. I know. Please sanitize <laughs> this for the next person. But I'm on Pinterest very frequently. But yeah. it's funny because Pinterest is kind of a lot of like what's trendy right now. And I find my inspiration like, yeah, through... <laughs> What? Through rocking? <laughs> like, all of my inspiration is not on Pinterest because I rock so hard. And honestly, in the I like being out in the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm see, just joking, but I yes, know, I, I know I'm, what you're saying. But I am reiterating, I'm like, it's all in the rock, like, <laughs> relax. I only find my inspiration <laughs> on old vinyl. So I go to rotate this. But I was going to say that, like, honestly, but um, <laughs> being out in the city, too. Like, being yeah. out in my day-to-day life, right. I find yeah. so much inspiration through seeing what others are wearing. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know? Totally. 
Wait, what's in is what you find on the street. That's always been like a thing. But well, not, what? Not not on the street. Yes, but yes. But what I enjoy so much about styling and like just fashion right now in general is anything goes. Anything goes. Everything is cool. You can make anything cool, and there is really no boundary with what you can do with clothing right now. Everybody is so expressive. We're living in a really cool time where, like, people can just, like, wear anything, and it's cool. Yeah. You know? A question, just to bounce off that, is that people can wear anything they want, but what makes a person— If it's not offensive— yeah. No, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> no, of course. Um, but what makes somebody more more of an icon? I know what you're, yeah, I know where you're going. Is yeah. it is it the way they wear it? I think so. I think that there and I, there's something that I've read about this before, but it's like you can tell when somebody's wearing an outfit for someone else. Mm, sure. You can tell when somebody's wearing something to be trendy. Right. Right. And the people who are just like inherently cooler are the people where, you know, it's like coming from themselves. And I right. know that yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, OK, well, how do you differentiate that? It's like you can just tell by how somebody is wearing a garment. Right. It, like you can tell it's like, oh, I bought this because this is cool and I sure, should sure, be sure. wearing this. So I'm going to wear right, these right, right. boots. It's like you will see people who just like naturally are so stylish. And, you know, it's so expressive, and that's because it's, like, for them. Right. For no one else. That's right. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I think you can tell it's how somebody carries themselves and how they wear the clothes. It's fantastic. There you go. It's a great answer. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, you touched on something earlier and throughout the, the conversation in regards to the concept of shopping slash a term that I've found out lingo over the ne- over the last year or so. Pulling, yeah, and and going to specific, and this is fascinates me here. Warehouses or or places mm-hmm. to rent certain items and pieces. Yeah, um, can you talk a little bit more about that concept of yeah. going to shop for somebody, mm-hmm. but also going to specific places to rent certain things? Yeah, that's a, that's a whole thing. Yeah, oh like yeah, people like rent stuff for tour, well, and then place, it's right. like they're all right here. Do you know that? I didn't know that. They're all we're. All, I don't want to say the name of your street, but we're on a street, and they're all right there. Well, that's a business opportunity for me. So there you go. There you go. Or in the other room. There you go. Now we're thinking we are snowballing here. <laughs> so I will shop. Yeah. With my credit card or debit card, when I am looking for a specific thing, right? Like, it's challenging to go to a rental house or a vintage place when you are looking for a specific garment. Like, say I'm shopping for Kara, and I'm like, I'm going to put Kara in a green tank top with a blue flower on it. Like, I'm not going to... She would never wear that, but... (laughs) I was like, oh, really? (laughs) But I can't go to a vintage place or a warehouse... And expect to find it. Expect that, Sure, 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 sure. So it's like, it going... (laughs) So, sorry. There's so much... There's so many different ways you can do it, right? So there's these warehouses that you can go and you... It's everything that you could need, like sporting equipment racks and racks of jeans anything and you go there and they 
know it's for film or photo or whatever. And they right. know you're wearing it. Right, 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 right. Whereas when you're shopping as a stylist, you're taking a huge risk of them not letting you return the clothes. Sure. Like if you're doing a shoot right. and somebody gets makeup on it and you're like, oh, that's a $600 shirt that I have to return. <laughs> and now you just got your foundation on it. So that these are like things that you have to yeah. kind of prepare for. And budget plays a role in all this again as well because bands will have a uh, budget allocated like for their rentals. And it's kind of my go- my job to figure out how that's going to be distributed yeah amongst the polls totally the polls <laughs> <laughs> uh w- let's say somebody uh gets their foundation on uh, uh, this tank this green tank top with the, with blue, the flower. blue flower on it yeah um is it like it how do i say this do you have to pay for it as a stylist the, yeah so um <laughs> or is it the artist like do they have a budget allocated to to these like mistakes no no. Okay. So it really, I think it's it's really case to case, right? Okay. Like it's like a lot of the times if somebody on set, you know, makes a mistake or whatever, it they will be like, oh, I'll pay for this. You know what I mean? Like they will take the responsibility. But then there are times where I'm just like, yeah, it does come out of like my pocket. And it's kind of just like another thing that goes into my wardrobe that I keep. You know? And it's sure, like, sure, sure. you know, it it's fine because we add things to our kit and oftentimes they are things that we can reuse. So right. it's like... Do you have a kit fee then? No, but I should. Right, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. sure. But, um, yeah, it, it really is case to case kind of how... Yeah. And it's really on the stylist how they want to navigate that. Like some people, if somebody ruins a shirt on set, some people might be really forward about that right, right, right and be like you're paying for this yeah you know yeah, it's sure. just it, i think it's just dependent on the client the stylist kind of how that is sorted yeah you know this is a very businessy question but yeah is, is there like styling like insurance like let's say like is there is there like a i mean a, an insurance that you could pay into that would potentially reimburse you or things like that? N- no, but a story that I can tell you is I know a stylist who left clothing in her car overnight and the car got broken into. Okay. And the, s- the clothing got stolen. That's wild. Wild. Well, it's kind of like you shouldn't leave well, clothing, yeah, clothing in the car, but that's thing. a whole other thing. But from what I understand, the car insurance will, will cover some of it up right. to a certain amount. So it just really depends, like, how much you had in the car. But, no, there's no insurance, but... That's interesting, though. Yeah. An interesting concept to maybe highlight. There you go, yeah. uh, Creative insurance. Yeah. Well, even for your stuff. Oh, for my stuff, yes. That should... That's... Yes, that was that was insured. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is insured. But I'm I'm talking about specifically, like, a styling thing. Mm. Where it's like, oh, if, if, if... Let's say you you charge your client like an insurance thing where it's like it's let's say it's like like and you get the money back. No, 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 not necessarily. But it's like for for you, it's like okay, we can buy pieces, but uh, let's say you add on to your fee, it's like two hundred dollars a shoot, Mm. where it's like insurance. Yeah, where that builds up for you. Let's say through from shoot to shoot, it's not necessarily used every time. Right, but it's more of like a you have it in your back pocket if you need it. This is something to think about. 
Matt. Good idea. Good idea. Anyway. Anyway. Um, you know, those who are listening to the Cloud Machine podcast are getting ideas. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, styling insurance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, if you had to restart, this is the last question here. Yeah. If you had to restart your journey with the knowledge that you have now, mm. what would you do any differently if you would do things differently? I mean, I do think that this goes back to what I was saying earlier, just about like being less emotional about things, um, less sensitive. I think is something that I I've learned to be less sensitive and it's something that I'm still working on. Um, And just not get too ahead of myself. Right. And like trust the process and um, not, not get too ahead of myself. I don't I yeah. I don't have no, a different way yeah. to put it. Like just trust the process. Things are going to work out the way they're supposed to. Um and just yeah, I would just and I think I would listen more. I listen a lot, but I would I would listen I would go back and I would listen even more to the advice from the people around me because I think that there has been some advice that was given to me that I was like, yeah, whatever. But right. I would like take that actually and like use it now we're back last segment of the 45th episode of the cloud machine podcast with shay holt here we're playing the dream fest game and i'm excited to rock uh on this that is good (laughs) insight (laughs) i'm ready to rock i don't know the answers but i'm sure we're gonna rock you know we're rocking we are (laughs) <laughs> we're rocking um for those who don't know what the dream fest game is it's basically getting an insight on the dream festival lineup um of the guest specifically one night of rocking uh with shay um i'm like it's actually Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> no but french canadian uh, shout out to Celine. yeah there we go <laughs> for those who don't know uh i basically ask uh, Shay, this time, uh, what would be who would be the headliner, the second headliner, and the opener for the evening at the festival? Where the festival would happen, when it would happen, as in time of the year, the attendance, as in who, how many people could could live through the rocking uh, <laughs> of, of the, this evening, and if she was the creative director of the festival, how would she put their her own creative spin on it? Mm-hmm. How many? How many rock? <laughs> how much rocking would would people have to do to get in? Um, it's no. going to attract definitely a certain crowd. For oh, sure. hundred percent. Sh- like we already, we, you know that. Uh, I don't know the answers, but I definitely know that. Well, you can imagine <laughs> where we're going. Okay. So, <laughs> so Shay, please, how yeah. how how would you want to go through this? Would you want to go through it like how many? Oh. oh. Yeah. Like, are we going? Are we going down the list, or is there? Or who and would? Who would actually? Who would open? Let's start there. Who would open? Who would open the evening? Rage Against the Machine. Okay. <laughs> so, so we're about rocking. as heavy as you can yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All Tom right. Morell is a huge inspiration for me. Yes. A hero for me. Fantastic. Yeah. So Tom Morello. Yeah. Top Bulls, Bulls on parade exactly all night. Yes, um, <laughs> on repeat. So, yeah, 
please. Uh, second headliner. Led Zeppelin. Fantastic. <laughs> we continue on rock. And, although it's it's sort of like if if we go if they're doing the most of their discography, we're going by uh, you know uh, Zeppelin Four, which could have a little bit more acoustic oh. in it, you know. So or so three. it's it's yeah exactly. So we're going, we're going, well, we're, we're zigzagging a little bit with Zeppelin, but we're always rocking. I was thinking more like Led Zeppelin one physical graffiti. Fantastic. Yeah, that's where I'm going. So we're rocking. We're rocking yeah. for sure. And a little bit of blues there with the physical graffiti. It, exactly. So yeah. Um, who's headlining the evening? I, I think I know the answer to this. Who? I want you to guess. I think we're headlining with Metallica. I knew you were going to say that. I was talking about this with somebody today, and they were like, is it Metallica? And I'm like, that was second on my list, but no. It's not. No. Oh, okay. Close. Black Sabbath. Wow. Yeah. So we're even going like more yeah. pro- like proggy rock. Yeah. Th- oh, my gosh. I wasn't expecting that. Really? I was not expecting it. But it's like, okay, we're going like pr- almost pre-Zeppelin here. Yeah, I mean, I thought that I was like, who would ha- I'm like taking it so seriously when I'm no, brainstorming no, earlier. I'm like, who would go first? Like, who would go second? But I think Black Sabbath is like that much heavier. So I was like, they would need to like close it out. <laughs> but Rage Against the Machine like <laughs> isn't bigger than Led Zeppelin, so they have to like go first. You know? No, it's fantastic. It, yeah. So Black Sabbath, but Metallica was like a close. It could be them, but I just saw them last week. So I'm like, (laughs) I just experienced that. So I'm going to like, if this is my dream, I'm going to do something else. Amazing. (laughs) Okay. Wow. So, but honestly, like without even joking about it, this is probably the heaviest lineup that we've had ever on this podcast. Really? Yeah. I just was, it honestly is just like what I listened to in the car. (laughs) I was like, I was like, if I could choose there are three people I would want to see. That's who it would be. <laughs> Why? Who else have people said? I'm just curious. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, so many people take it way, like, totally different. Like, in regards oh. to, like, some people would lean lean more towards, like, maybe, like, a folk thing. Or more, oh. like, history vibe. Where oh. it's, like, seeing, like, the Beatles and then, yeah. like, I mean, like so- somebody from now and then somebody from back then again. Or, like, something like that. Or... Even more on like the hip hop vibe or the rap vibe, yeah. Or or take it even like who am I listening to right now? And yeah, those are the people I'd want to see right now. Yeah, I mean, this that was just, that's just like my dream. No, and it's I fantastic. think that for me it's the great. Led Zeppelin piece was like I'm never I'll never get to see them. Like I'm John Bonham, like yeah, my yeah. the greatest of all time. Like you know, it's just like. That's my dream. Yeah, you know. But then still with like the Rage Against Machine, they're still around. But you get what I'm saying. Have you seen Plant Live? <sighs> that's a heavy conversation. I haven't. I was supposed to go with my dad, and then I, I was, like, in high school, and I was like, ah, I don't feel like going, but, like, I should have gone. Yeah. I have seen Jason Bonham, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was touring, and he, he he played a lot of his dad's music, obviously, which yeah. was really cool. That's great. Um, but, no, I haven't seen Robert Plant. But he, he just toured. He was here this summer. Yeah, I saw it. Did yeah, you go? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be honest. I did look up the set list, and I wasn't, like – he, I swear he only plays like three Let's Up One songs. Well, it's because it's it's his plan Krauss like, With project. That, who's that girl? Alison Krauss? Who is that? Oh my gosh, she's like one of the like the the top like leading country singers. That's what I'm saying. Of that the past, is like not 30 years. My thing. Yeah. Matt. But like, but 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 do you know their album Raising Sand, the 2007 record? Well, 
I'm familiar. I couldn't t- name one okay. song, but I, again, I have looked up the set list. I have done my yes, research, yeah, yeah. so I'm like familiar. Yes, but. yeah. So that album won album of the year at the Grammys. Really? You have to. Li- Is it, it a honestly, country record? Probably though? top ten albums of all time for me. Really? Yeah. Liter- Is- quite literally, yes. Is it a what? It's Is- like a, it's like a bluegrass folk bluegrass, record. Bluegrass. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Doesn't I swear? Didn't he play? What don't what Led Zeppelin songs does he play? If oh, you remember, I, I, I forgot now. Um, I swear he plays a lot of like Led Zeppelin two. Like, yeah, isn't yeah, that what he, he opened with last? I know last time he was in Toronto. I he, don't know. Yeah, so he played. He definitely played more than I was expecting. Really? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, okay. definitely. Yeah. And when I saw him, I saw him in 2018 at Massey Hall. He played Massey Hall. Yeah, just it hit him like because he, he he did a record. I'm pretty sure in tw- late 2017. Okay. Um, and he was at Massey Hall. It was fantastic. Wow. My dad and I saw him third row. Wow. <laughs> it was wow. crazy. That's it insane. It was like monumental. It's funny. I think I saw Jason Bottom at Massey Hall too. Fantastic. That's where they all go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, going back to the Dream Fest game. Yeah. Where would it be? In England. In London. Yeah. Just Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, Zeppelin, yeah. The, and then I'm like, Rage Against the Machine, I think, is like banned from a few places, but I'm like, <laughs> I think they can get in there, so that's yeah. where we're going. Do you know where in London, or not Not a specific venue, which not, is fine. N- I don't know. I didn't think of the venue. No, I no. was, yeah. I guess, yeah, my mind went outside, but I'm like, inside would be better because the sound would be better, so I don't know where, but I know that I want the capacity to be, capacity to be 5,000, so okay. it would be a smaller venue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that 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 is the attendance, the the five thousand, yeah. which is great, yeah. great cap and for I'm all three. Front row. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Um, when during the year would it be? If it's outside, like obviously it has a bigger impact, but I think summer, because it never gets too hot in England, and it's generally rainy the other times of the year. So it's yep. like nobody likes really going to a show on like a rainy night. So it's like the summer. It's a nice summer evening. Do you have a favorite month in the summer? August. Perfect. That's when my birthday is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when in August? August 31st. A Virgo. Virgo. But you're, yeah, you're my Taurus. Yeah. Earth. I am your Taurus. <laughs> Earth brother. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, we're going to end it there. Uh, um, and if you were a creative director on the festival, how would you do, make, do your own spin on it? I Maybe, think, yeah. I mean, to kind of just like, tie it all together and put a bow on it like the merch for that's just like you know fantastic answer we need the we need the merch to be sick and like i i i don't i'm actually gonna say i don't love merch because a lot of the times i'm like it's i don't find it to be that inspiring but like we would get really cool merch and it would be a nice like token from the festival fantastic yeah on that on on that note are there merch things that you you like certain 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 merch pieces that you you've come across in your time to going to shows or collaborating on shows or working on with artists that you've liked specifically? Yeah, I love what Valley recently did. Like, I love all their last merch because their approach was to kind of make it not look like merch. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 like cool graphics. Like, I love what they did. I, was it Kel that did the last up? They put out some cool stuff, and I love coin. You know, coin. Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. Coin, 
Coin to me is like a perfect band, truly. Like they can do no wrong. How they dress, <laughs> their music, their art, everything. It's like check, 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 top to bottom. And their merch is sick. Like it's so <laughs> cool. And I, I love what they put out too. Um, yeah. Well, that's how we end the app, everybody. Uh, I'd like to thank Shay for coming on, <laughs> rocking with us. Uh, it would, no, but for real, it was so insightful to talk about like your influences and just like sort of going from from Mississauga, which more of like a sporty background totally. and, and, and skipping classes <laughs> and doing all this thing, going to university, but also then going and styling and, and talking through like your journey through finding it finding out about that stuff then going through the apprenticeships and then looking at you now mm -hmm. with a great website Th thank you I, that's <laughs> a huge compliment thank you i, I thought it was sick i was like what is this oh, it's really cool it's like a folder thing folders yeah very cool thank you um make sure to check out her website it's shayholt.com and her ig at uh at shayholt s-h-a-e yeah yeah. H O L T. Yeah. Uh, any other anything any other things that you'd like to plug? No, no, no plugging. That's all great. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh also want to thank those who have been listening to the pod. Again, 45th episode. It's 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 45 weeks in a row, which honestly through the the all the touring that we've been doing recently with Eights, uh it's kind of mind-blowing. Uh but anyway, I'd like I'd love to thank uh those who have been listening. And also those in the past couple of weeks who have been new listeners as well with the Beaches episodes. And, totally. Um, you know, thanks for sticking around. Thank you, everybody. Uh, don't hesitate to subscribe, uh, like, comment. We love the, we love the questions, the interactions on, on socials. So um, please don't hesitate to do that. And um, as always, stay safe. Thanks, Shay. Thank you. This was so fun. Bye, everybody. <laughs>